Hello and welcome to the next episode of At Home with the Beveers. Guys, this is a brand new podcast and we are so excited to help you build a healthy home because we believe building a healthy home isn't rocket science, but it rarely happens by accident. So today we're gonna jump right on into the content and we're gonna head over to Addison and Julie's house with John and Lisa Bevere. We'll see you soon. In this episode, I'm really excited. Yeah. We're gonna tackle the perfect family myth. myth or like perfect home myth. Because the idea for this show is that we're inviting people into our home and into everything that our home is, which is a combination of a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> that are imperfect. That are yes. imperfect. And if you have and lovely. Well, wait a minute. It's a, uh... Don't the Kardashians have the perfect home? <laughs> they don't even I'm, have the show. I was impressed. Like, yeah, you know who, who the Kardashians are. are. <laughs> no, I've never okay. watched name, it. Name one Kardashian. I, uh, Kim? Yeah. 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 Come on. Well done. That's well right, done. Kim. I, you're I his favorite. <laughs> I even know they're from Armenia because we preached that's, in Armenia. That's and while we were there, I actually FaceTimed Alec, who is our producer and he said why do all the women there look like kardashians that's well, exactly that's, what he said that's why me. so okay so speaking of alec yeah alec yeah. who is the producer yeah. he, he uh he shared a challenge with us before oh, we started this episode yes. i would so love to let our this. viewers oh, and listeners into this challenge yeah. so basically it's called the tweak tweak of the week mm -hmm. okay and if we do something or i should say forget to do something we have to share something that we would tweak in this past week yeah, okay. meaning so, so, like a, a recent mistake yes. that like we a reset. would set. Like maybe we would do yeah, this a little different. Something we could if, learn from. If we were to go back and do things differently, we would tweak okay. it. Maybe we would tweak it. So here's the okay. thing: after any of us makes a point or shares a story today, yeah, you need to pick up your glass. Only take, the individual making only, the only point. The, that's good. Okay, yeah, good thank call you. Because what if I think you're making a point? No, you no, don't no. Think that's you're good. Making a point. Only the person making the point. Yes. Has to pick up the glass. Take a sip. Kind of a mic drop. Yeah, I was gonna. Does it have but to be a glass mic drop? Listen moment? and gently, 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 for the sake of our listeners, gently set it down. Okay, let's okay. go. Listen okay. right. again. You make a point. Share a story. It, can we argue about whether we made a point or not? The, yeah, producer's, not word, the producer's word is final. <laughs> well, okay. okay, so okay. you guys will hear people off camera. Did you see that point points. that I just made? I said the yeah. producer's word is final. And then yeah. you took it a hasn't started yet. It hasn't started yet. So does it start now? All right. It starts now. Okay. All right. What's our theme for this week? Uh, the perfect family. The perfect family. That's right. Demystifying the perfect family. Demystifying. All right. So there are people that have actually said to me in the past that they think we don't have any challenges and that we are the perfect family. And I've been very clear about there's a reason why I haven't written a parenting book is because I did. Well, first of all, I know you get attacked. Yeah. In yeah. whatever area you write in. Should I make a point? Oh, I have to take a sip. Oh, don't, don't make a noise. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not going to get called out. You're not supposed to hit it on the way up. Gently hit it on the way down. I have my own style. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. That's for sure. You most okay. certainly do. But no, I want to. I want to actually highlight something. So there's this amazing podcaster. His name is Kerry Newhoff, and I had the privilege of being on his podcast. And he asked me, he's like, "What do you see new in discipleship? What are you learning uh, and seeing people? What do they want for discipleship?" And I said, "You know, Kerry, about five years ago, people would have asked me, how do I do a sermon prep?'" 
How do I study the Bible? How do yeah. I create a platform? How do I write a book? I said, they're not asking me that anymore. I said, they're asking me, how do I live? How do I maintain a love in my marriage? How do I position my children to love God, love each other, yeah. and love their parents? How do basically I finish well? Which is kind of disturbing because I'm only 62 and everybody acts like <laughs> I'm like 95 and I'm done. What is, your, I'm done. I'm, what is your funeral stone look yeah. like? <laughs> I'm like? Like I'm like going into COVID. I was young, coming out of COVID. People are like, yeah, well done, your legacy. I'm like, wait, wait, I have not retired. But that is a question that we're seeing more and more and more. And again, we said it last episode, I keep, I want this to always be, we did not do family perfectly. We did family well. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. It's interesting that you brought up COVID because when you said five years ago, people were asking that and now they're asking about family. I have to wonder, and I, I do believe that COVID mm. and the time that it allowed and the amount of time mm. people were then spending with family, if it really did exasperated it. Well, yeah. and it did, like it was in your face 24 mm. seven, if mm. your family was not doing well, and a lot of families weren't doing well. Or your home, like for people who yeah. might not have a family there, but they yeah, have felt home. isolated. Yeah. This isn't just and about family yeah. and the family. It's about home. Yeah. Like no, home, but that insists on people wanting to do family well. I wasn't done with my point, so I don't have to take a <laughs> well, sip. Why do you have to drink if Julie's still making a point? That COVID, what did, like it it's showed you, this is what matters. Yeah. yeah, It did some sifting and brought things to the surface that really did matter. And you know what we discovered do well. during COVID? Okay. We discovered that we actually liked one another. We had never spent so much time together alone. Now we had kids with us most of the time, but we also discovered that I'm a better Splendor player than John. Really? Yeah, I am. Uh, that's I am. not true, but I feel anyway. Like it's true. I feel like it's true. <laughs> I feel like that's true, huh? Uh, who won she's, the last? Wait, she's a much wait, wait. better Monopoly deal okay, that, player. No, wait a but minute. She's not who a better Splendor. Who is the current Splendor Well, it's because you haven't player. played it in a year. Yeah, Point. No, that doesn't, that doesn't count as a point. It was a point. It was a truthful point. Now, okay. it was, I, I, I can remember the day Lisa looked at me in the kitchen. Player. She said, I have the victory. I'm so glad I like you because this would have been a miserable time if I didn't. Yeah. I'll never forget that. You know, but, you there, know, in no, the stories, no, wait, let's wait, get, wait. no, no, I'm going to get to the important okay. part of this. Oh, wait, wait, you're just saying that what so everybody else said yeah. was not I want to get to the important part. Oh, I'm going to tell a story about that. The important part is this. This is it. I have found families that <clears throat> went into a spiral during COVID and families that grew during COVID. Mm -hmm. And I think that needs to be brought up because when you are put face to face mm -hmm. and you are spending a lot of time with each other, like during COVID, you can either spiral down and become more selfish or you can say, I need to make some changes here. And climb the ladder and become a better family yeah. member. Yeah. Whether you're a husband, a wife, father, mother, son, daughter, sibling, you can become better when you put face-to-face -face point made. Y'all don't have to say point. I, 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 I feel like our producer, producer might step so in and be like, guys, I really don't get that. I don't want to do the tweet right, of the me, week. Let me, let me try to get this train back on okay. track. Get Let's do it. Track. Let's get back so, on track. So in the last episode, we talked about ways to win at home. Yes. This event that we did, we yes. had over 3,500 families participate. Yes. And we received, 
I think it was thousands of questions and suggestions and comments about doing family, doing home, doing marriage well. And one of the questions, and I want to throw this at y'all, one of the questions that we got from a lot of different people, it came in different yeah. forms, but basically this was the question, is how do you start over when you haven't done it well? Mm. So we're talking about in this episode, we're talking about debunking the perfect family myth. Yeah, speaking of perfect family, kids running around upstairs, love it, probably can't hear it, but they're doing it. How do you start over when you haven't done it well? I, I can speak to one of those I times. Want, yeah. So my husband was traveling and speaking uh, in ministry. There was bragging rights of, I'm only home three days a month. How how amazing is that? I have this many miles on these airlines. I told him, I said, I could Suffering use that against yeah. you in a divorce court. Anyway, <laughs> I said, so this might be something that everybody is, wow, John Bevere, you fly all the time. I'm like, that's not cool. And I remember I had just had Alec and I felt like my life was spinning out of control. I mean, I just thought, I, I, don't, I don't know. And I remember watching, it's like super old school, Andre Crouch on television, and he was singing, Give It All Back to Me. And I was carrying everything myself. My husband's gone all the time. Yeah. I've had this list every single night of every failure that I didn't do, the laundry I didn't put away, the times I yelled when I shouldn't have, the times I reacted. And I was feeling buried under the weight a failure as yeah. a mom, as a mom. And I still remember gathering you guys in the kitchen and I said, do you know how I've been screaming? You're all like, yes. I said, do you know how I've been like slapping at you while I'm nursing Alec? Yes. And I, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. And there was like, yay, mom's <laughs> going to calm down. She's not going to scream anymore. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to say it one time. And I, I need you to obey me. And in my head, I thought, no, they're, they're going to go rogue on you. They are not going to listen. And I remember acting it out. And I said, I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to yell. I'm going to say it. If you have clarity, that's awesome. You can ask me questions. But if I say something, this is when it needs to happen. And I remember thinking, all right, I need to do this God's way. Mm -hmm. Instead of counting to three, because that really doesn't work if a kid's going to run into the street. Uh, counting to three, giving multiples. If you do that again, if you do that again, it, you know, like I had created a lying. I remember John calling and saying, did you know, like he would be trying to talk to me. This is yeah. before cell phones. I'd yeah. put the phone against my chest and I would say things like, if you guys aren't quiet, I'm spanking everyone. And then I'd be like, hi, honey. He'd be like, did you just threaten to spank everyone? I'd be like, <laughs> Yes. And he said, are you going to do that? No, no, I'm not. He said, so you're lying to our boys. I'm like, you know what, buddy, you are not here. <laughs> yeah. You don't get it's to say that. It's a lot easier to have a perspective when you're a thousand miles away. Uh, exactly. And your hotel room is quiet. So look, I, I want you to know that no, I had, he interrupted. I had <laughs> the silence. I had the, the ability to think logically at that moment. So but you're what trying I would to say survive. Is, yes. What I would say is consistency being consistent instead of erratic, screaming one time, you know, threatening another time, being consistent and actually sitting down with you boys and saying, I'm not doing this anymore. And I remember telling you guys, you know how mommy spanks you? Well, God spanks me when I mishandle 
my authority as a parent. And when I started to be consistent rather than crazy, it was a lot easier for you guys to follow my parenting. So what did that look like from that day forward? Saying it one time, one time I would say, okay, so if you throw a ball in the house mm -hmm. and I, I don't say if you throw that again, I'm taking it away. I say there'll be no throwing, ball. like clear clarity, like, okay, we don't throw balls in the house. We don't hit younger brothers. We don't, like just different things that was going on in that moment, which now it's such a blur. I don't even remember. And then giving very clear like parameters, like if you do that, if you throw something in the house that's only meant to be thrown outside, you lose it. Mm -hmm. It goes, it goes away. If you don't do this, if I say clean your room and you're like, no, no, I just want to watch five more veggie tales and then I'll clean my room. Obedience was right away, all the way and in a happy way. Mm -hmm. So those were the different things. And then there was just consequence. Like, you know, you don't get to go outside or you don't get to do, and they, they were all different consequences according to like, you know, the we, infraction. We believed in spanking. Yeah, there were a lot of yeah. spankings. There was a, okay, more but so I want to I want to dig. I want to dig a bit because I I do think a lot of people feel like, and this is based on my conversations. I do feel like a lot of people are in a hole or in a funk, and they do not see a way out. Yeah. And their belief is the only way I can get out is if I somehow have a fresh start and just start over. And it creates this escapism mentality. Like the only way I experience something different is if somehow I can escape from where I am right now. I would love for us to speak to that because I think it creates this false idea of this perfection that if everything were perfect, then they would be able to do the right things the right way at the right time. And the reality is like we're navigating in family, we're navigating very imperfect people in very imperfect dynamics. And I think we often feel out of control. And you wrote a whole book on this because we believe we should be in control. We yeah. should be in control of the outcomes when in truth, we're not in control of the it's outcomes. An yeah. It is a complete illusion. What we are responsible to and responsible for is how we respond and how we wield our contribution in those moments. And so I think, I think for a lot of kids, I think for a lot of us, when it comes to this idea of how do you start over, it's like, well, no, you, you don't actually get like a start over in life. And that's okay. You can take things from a previous season into today and into the future and you're stronger for it. You're better for it. But wait a minute. I disagree with All right, you. Let's talk about yeah, that. I don't, I disagree with you that we don't get to start over because I feel like every single morning is a reset. And I think that God knew that his mercy needed to be new every single morning, because if not that list that I talked about, it begins to weigh you down and you have the condemnation or the confusion or the frustrations from the day before brought into your next day. Yeah. So I feel like it's not every single day is a new beginning. I think it's beautiful that God actually starts our day with rest, mm -hmm. you know, sundown. Yeah. Let's That's rest starts. and then wake up and it's a new beginning. So I think that what you're saying is different than what you mean to be saying. I, I think no, that every I, single day is a new beginning, 
but it doesn't necessarily no, happen with new people. That's and that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like you don't need a different home. You don't need yes. different people. Yes. Yeah, you probably could make some changes new to your tools. schedule, but sometimes it's not yeah. even changing the schedule. Yeah. It's how we, it's how, yeah, schedules, schedules help. It's how we respond in those moments. And I do think often the belief is I have to reset all of these things or I have to have a new start in all these areas when the truth is no, actually the only new start that you need, the only reset that you need is the one that you were just describing. Yes. Like there is a fresh grace. There's a fresh mercy. There's a yeah. fresh strength for that day. And it's tapping into it. It's yielding to it each and every day and realizing like with all things, growth is often something that happens over an extended period of time. Yeah. But when we believe each and every day that the end of the day should be perfect, we don't do what we can and what we should do that day to grow and mature. Like even the Greek word teleos in scripture that is often translated perfect, it's a perfection that only comes through a process. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come through checking all the right boxes. It only comes through a journey into perfection, a journey of perfection. And I think this this idea of how do you start over when you haven't done it well, I think the question of itself is wrong because it's based on this illusion that if it's not perfect, I'm wrong. And I love what you say, mom, about how at the end of our days, we're not going to hear perfectly done. No. We're going to hear well done. Yeah. And I think a lot of us miss out on the beauty of what God is doing in the day, even in the brokenness and the imperfection of the day, because we're still chasing this false idea of perfect and we're disqualifying ourselves as parents or spouses or siblings because we're not measuring up to that idea of perfection. Well, let me, let me ask a question. Um, when a child is learning to walk and they fall down and they get back up, does the falling down and the previous steps not help them advance into eventually walking without falling down? So the scripture that came to my heart, uh, and I love his mercies are new every morning because that's a beautiful example, yeah. but a righteous man falls seven times yeah. and seven times gets back up. Right. Yeah. Does that mean that you throw away those six times that you fell down? That means you got wisdom and understanding yes. from those six times, and yet you carry that into now where you're not going to fall as much anymore. Our goal is never to fall. Our goal is to be perfect like our Heavenly Father is perfect. John, John the Apostle didn't write, these things I write unto you that when you sin, we have an advocate. He yeah. said, these things I write unto you that if we sin, we have an advocate. And sin is missing the mark. Sin is when I am selfish at your expense. I am rude at your expense. I am not considering your needs. Yeah. Okay, so now I fall in that area. Do I throw that away so that I can enter into perfection? No, I learn from that. Yeah. I And I, I will say my greatest changes have come when I have allowed people to correct me and I deeply ponder what was said, and when I see it, when you're enlightened, the entrance of your word giveth light, the Bible says, yeah. when the enlightenment came, I now had the ability, because truth does change us, yeah. Yeah. and because I, yeah. I, 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 I can think of time after time after time making mistakes as a husband, as a father, and then one day, you know, um, I, God even used you in, 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 in our adult life when you said to me something to me, we were at lunch, after I had had a, a major blunder with you uh, a couple weeks ago, and I had really taken it seriously. I went to our board members. I said, I did something I absolutely hated with my oldest son. And I said, it, it's, it, it, I, I'm, I'm troubled by this. I need you to speak to me. And so 
I, I, I remember going to two board members, going to our marriage counselor and getting all their wisdom, pondering it, thinking about it, then looking at you and saying at that lunch, because I didn't go, want to go to lunch with you until I was ready to address was it. Was this recently? No, no, no. He's oh. saying, he, in his this story, years ago. Oh, just to clarify, he's saying two weeks after this incident okay. happened. I was like, what? Yeah. He's saying two weeks ago. Happened. No, he's no, saying no, no, two no, no, weeks no, no. after Thank the you. incident Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm tracking with you, Dad. I thought, I I'll track with you. I don't want to go to lunch until I've really had time to reflect. Yeah. So I've yeah. fallen down, I'm on the ground, and I'm thinking this through because I don't want to fall again. So I have found that's really helped me a lot. I, I pull away, I really pray, I really talk to wise people, and then I reapproach it. Now, does that mean I'm never going to do it again? No, it really doesn't, but it means I'm going to be that much closer to not falling again in that area. And so I believe that if your goal is to start again perfectly, you'll never, ever get to do yeah. it, as all of us have said around this table. But I also believe that there is something to be said about repentance and something to be said about reflective. Now, repentance is a scary word for most people. That just means a complete change of heart in, in an area. And I realize that, God, there is something that is causing me to do this repetitive repetitive behavior with my oldest son. What's wrong here? Yeah. And, and so I, I had to get the wisdom of God, which is what I sought in prayer and from those friends. And then I realized I was down. I realized, okay, this is what's causing me to fall down yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay. So I went to you and said, hey, and I even told you at that lunch, I said, I may do this again. Please have patience with me. And, I, you know, it was the last major goof up in that area I think I've had with you. Yeah. So um, I really believe that, number one, when you fall, realize the righteous people get back up, which means they don't quit, as we talked about in the last right. program. And number two, before you get up and you start saying you're going to walk perfectly or walk however you think you should walk in front of the people you've hurt, make sure that you've repented, which means I am truly sorry for what I did. Yeah. And if I had a chance to do it over again, I wouldn't do it and ask for forgiveness. So that's 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 what I feel. Well, and I look at, I mean, yeah. some moments in my parenting journey and moments in my formation as a son, I look back at those moments where... I fell as a father. I, I wasn't the kind of father that I wanted to be, or I wasn't the kind of husband, or I wasn't the kind of brother. And I had an opportunity to humble myself in that moment. There was a grace that came on me to, to not just get back to where I was before I made the mistake. It takes me beyond where I was before I made that mistake. Yeah. Because now there's a humility, there's a tenderness, there's a sensitivity, and there's a resolve too. There's a commitment that takes us farther. And so when when I look at love described in 1 Corinthians 13, and, and I think when we see questions like, how do you start over when you haven't done it well? I think we all believe deep down, all struggle to believe that God is patient with us. Like, yeah. like just in my conversations with people, their view of God is a very like impatient yeah. like you God. You did this again? Like what, yeah. what is going on? I, I mean, I was reading this morning in First um, Timothy where Paul is describing the, the patience of Jesus and what that has done in his life. And you look at what Paul writes in First Corinthians 13 where he says, love is what? First attribute of love. Patience. Love is patient. If God is calling us to a life of patience and that's a way to reveal love, don't you think that's how he engages with us? I mean, what does Second Peter 3 say? Like, it's because of his patience, right? Like, he doesn't want anyone to perish. Like, that is why he's patient with us. And I think when we start to get that, we have the courage to do the hard things in the moment and grow and learn and develop and move into the type of perfection, the maturity that you're describing, which is ultimately what any father wants 
for his children. Mm-hmm. We don't want people to, as you use the example of crawling, like we don't want people to crawl for the rest of their lives. We want people to walk and run and jump and do everything that you can do when you're a fully functioning human. Like that's what the father desires for us. But in order for us to get there, we have to realize that it is a daily missing it, quite possibly missing it and responding in, the, in those moments. And that's, that's where trust happens. That's where relationships are formed as a leader. I told a team member recently, as a leader at Messenger, I said, look, we just went through a moment that as a leader, I can't orchestrate or facilitate. Otherwise, I would be like a sadistic leader. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. these are the moments yeah. that as a leader, I pray for yeah. because when they come, we will grow as a team. We have a chance to grow in trust. And these yeah. moments, they make us and break us. But when we respond the right way, we grow in our ability to function as a team, our trust, our understanding. And that's what this is about. It's ultimately about flourishing in the relationships that God has called us to in the home and outside the home. And knowing that we only see in part, we only know in part. Yeah. So even recently, we had a honestly heartbreaking situation with one of our children. And in the midst of it, I found myself thinking, why God? Like we've I believe we've done the right things and we expose them to the right things. We keep them from the wrong things. We pray like we're checking all the boxes, why and how. And then I I had this assurance in the back of my mind of this will keep them from other things down the line. Like this in some miraculous way that only God can orchestrate will be a gift. Right. And so recognizing that's redemption, yeah. where it's like these situations that we think I've messed up, like I've done it. But when, we're, when we offer it, like his mercies are new every morning, there has to be a level of surrender. Mm-hmm. And like you said, repentance yeah. so that you can wake up to those new mercies. When I go to bed, honestly, guys, last night, um, <laughs> I might lose the tweak. Um, <laughs> When I go to bed in that state and I think like, I just need to go to sleep and then I'll wake up and it'll be fine and I don't go to sleep. And if I do go to sleep, there's turmoil inside. And so, yes, we wake up to his mercies new every morning, but we also have to surrender whatever it is that's keeping us from being able to see those mercies and receive and accept those mercies. So knowing that, yes, people mess up. We are living in a fallen, broken world and we are going to be... We're going to have situations where we're tired or exhausted yeah. or angry or frustrated, and we're not going to give well, our all best. Of those. <laughs> yeah, all of them at the same time. And you may have a newborn, um, and we're going to mess up, but that God is so much bigger than that. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. Well, and I want to highlight something because I don't. I don't know if we make a big enough deal about this, why we go to bed upset with ourselves and think just, I just want it to be over and I just will wake up and it'll be different, but then we don't. Um, We measure ourselves, or I did at least every single night, by how many times we fell. Mm. (laughs) And God measures us by how many times we get back up. So that says something about God right there that he's like, come on. Come on, Julie, get, yeah. get back up. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I know this felt like a day you just wanted to dive into the bed yes. and and call it never quits. get out. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be so proud of you when you get yes. back up That's really and you good. face that. And so I know for me as a young mother, um, well, and I'll, I'll just go back to my childhood. I grew up with the mindset from my parents that I'll believe you're sorry when you stop it. Mm. So if I said I'm sorry. 
they'd say, I don't believe you. So you had to prove that you actually had changed, then you then they could forgive you. But the guilt was yeah. so evident and heavy yeah. on you that shame, you were doing, yeah. yes, the guilt, the shame, the condemnation. And so I did that to myself. And so you when did it I to was, me when we were first of married. Of course I did. Of course <laughs> I did. But, I, but, but you'll do to other people yeah. what you need to deflect from yourself. Because I felt so much guilt and shame, I would try to deflect that. So I would beat myself up with it. Like I can't receive the forgiveness of God because I haven't felt bad enough about this yeah. long enough. I haven't done and penance. Anytime you're beating yourself up, yes. you're going to beat up the people that are close yeah. to you and not, not the first day, but uh, uh, yes. And, yeah. inevitable. and so you, you feel like you had to pay penance. And yeah. so I just want to say that to this person out there that you're feeling like you don't understand. You, I have a big list of everything I have messed up. And I've said I wanted to start again over and over, and yet I do it again and again and again. You are gauging your life off the wrong thing. Yeah. God is saying, listen, I've seen you crawl and then try to try to stand and then try to walk and fall. I'm celebrating what you said, the yeah. progress. I'm celebrating the growth. Get up begin again. It's a new day. God is saying his mercy is new because he has a hope that you're going to get back up and stop beating yourself up. Do I have to take a drink? And and let's let's go ahead and 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 cap that off. Hold on, hold on. I, I God looks at, at that. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to cap it off yet because I want yeah. to give them something super practical. Sure. Yeah. And we we sure. still have, we okay. still have time yeah. to do that. So yeah. why do why why would Lisa beat herself up, and then in turn that affects me and you yeah. children, is because of the the real lack of knowing yeah. that when you repent and you ask forgiveness from God, He buries what you did wrong in the sea of forgetfulness. Now think about that, a sea called forgetfulness. So that would mean if you went to God and said, don't you realize I did that yesterday? God would go, what are you talking about? I forgot it. I have the supernatural ability to forget something. When he says he puts your sin as far as the east is from the west, east never meets west. That's how far his sin, your sin, excuse me, is from his memory when you truly repent. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now... I used to say this to Lisa, and and unfortunately, it's hard sometimes for a wife to hear from her husband or a husband to hear from her wife. It's just hard when you're, especially when you're in the heat of the moment. I would say, Lisa, if you're beating yourself up or me up for something I did, and I truly asked your forgiveness for it, you know, and it was done three weeks ago, and I'm changed since that three weeks. Where does the blood of Jesus come in with this? Where where is forgiveness? And, and are we trying to punish each other mm-hmm. to pay the price for that sin that eradicates the value of the blood of Jesus? That is something that is significant. It really changes relational dynamic. Is when you realize that you, if you try beating yourself up or the person that you're married to or your children because of what they did and make them pay for it, then the blood of Jesus is taken out of the picture in essence. Yeah. 
probably in the middle of an argument, though. Oh, I get it. I get it. Sometimes but dealing it's wise with to be quiet. Dealing with yourself yourself. That yourself. In the middle of an argument, it's not the time to say to your spouse, hey, you are eradicating the blood of Jesus. You're punishing me. You can't do that. You got to use wisdom. Wisdom is shut your mouth <laughs> I mean, and don't you beat yourself up with this, okay? And realize, okay, I'm forgiven and I'm going to be patient with my spouse. <laughs> yeah. So... No, the There's, practical. Let's go back pra to the practical. So, so we're talking about humility. Really, yeah. that's what... Hey, hang on, I'm so sorry. Julie, you, you know, you probably shouldn't do it in the middle of an argument. That's a great point. <laughs> I, I drank. It was a delay. It was it's a delay. It's Julie. Julie got the tweak of the week. Tweak of the week. It's not about how you fall. It's how you get back. It's how you get back up. <laughs> that's why we're highlighting the tweak of the week. I already had one, so it was probably meant to be um my tweak of the week so i was talking about the situation we walked through with one of our kids and we were in the middle of walking through it and i immediately started to look for some kind of a, an outside source of why to blame and, a yes a scapegoat and i actually ended up calling one of said child's <laughs> Um, we have preteens, so it all has to be very cryptic. <laughs> Said child's best friend's mom and saying like, hey, I think maybe they introduced them to something that led to this. And it was a horribly awkward conversation. Um, I remember having those. <laughs> and thankfully, I'm very close with that friend, so we'll recover eventually. But... Then I just ended the day feeling so foolish because instead of staying in it, staying in the mess of the moment yeah. with our child, with Addison, and just processing it for her, but processing it for me as well. Like I think as parents, we forget that when our kids reach the stages where they make the mistakes we hope they would never make, they make the decisions that we thought that they were equipped to make different decisions. Um, we then have to process the grief of that ourselves. Yeah. Like, gosh, I am heartbroken. And it's such a beautiful glimpse of how God feels when we make those choices that, that come against us, that debase the sin, that steals the vitality of Mars who we are, yeah. how much that grieves the Father's heart. And so this situation that could have just been an opportunity for me to sit and ponder and just go there. And I had moments of that, but I quickly wanted to eject from those moments because of how uncomfortable they were. I got to say, I wasn't a big fan of the tweak of the week at the beginning of this uh, <laughs> program, but I, we just, didn't have to do it. We just got real valuable wisdom uh, from that tweak. I really appreciate what you just said. Next week is going to be twerk while you work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> twerk wow. while you work. That wow. Sarcasm is that, also that an injection tool for me. <laughs> that, is, that is an amazing point that you just made, while you work. that it's so important not to try to deflect, mm -hmm. but to really take time, listen, get quiet, and, and, and realize what the right course of action should be. Um, I know all of us tend to do that when we see something that we just go, I never expected this, this from you. We, we start going to out, outside sources and we really shouldn't. Uh, Looking for the could, quick fix. Yeah, the quick yeah. fix yeah. instead of just realizing, okay, maybe we got an issue here that yeah. is a character issue that yeah. needs to be, huh, 
yeah. let's let's grow from this. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. And that takes a lot of humility, whether it's parenting or it's in marriage or it's a sibling or if it's a friend, to humble ourselves in those dynamics. But we're promised when we humble ourselves. God gives us grace. He gives grace to the humble. First Peter 5, James 4, God gives and grace to the humble. And people give us grace. And people give us grace. Even that friend, I went back and said, listen, I'm so sorry about it. I'm so sorry. There is a conversation to be had here because we are dedicated to yeah. doing this communally, but it's not right now. Yeah. I was trying to eject and put this on you, and I know that was confusing and awkward, and I'm sorry. And yeah. they were like, absolutely, I forgive you. And like, that's... And that's so much of what it is to grow into perfection mm -hmm. is grace, is us receiving grace, is ex us extending grace, yeah. because grace gives us the power to do what we otherwise couldn't do, to see things that we otherwise couldn't see, to feel things that we otherwise couldn't feel. That's grace. It gives us the heart of God for that moment so we can respond with the power and the authority of God in that moment. And and I look at that dynamic because I got to walk through it with you, and, and that's exactly what happened there. Like grace came into the situation and it was healing, restorative for everyone involved. Yeah. And again, we have to realize that when we haven't done it well, when we surrender those moments, we create space for grace. And I remember JB, something that you should, dad, something that you shared with us, dad. Daddy John. Daddy, do it. Daddy John. Is, Daddy J. Is, How about Daddy, Daddy JB? Daddy J. No, I'm not going to call you Daddy JB. Yeah, okay. I'll call you that. dad. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> is you talk about how as parents, and you, you talk about this many times, and people have asked me like, what did your parents do really well raising you? And this is one of the things that I go to often, is you talk about the importance of, of using the authority that you have to model humility. And you would do that specifically through how you would apologize. Because a lot of people think if they apologize, they forfeit their power, hmm. but that's not true. When you apologize, you actually show that you are the one who is in power and you're actually setting the terms for how this relationship is going to be engaged. I think of the, the poem in Philippians 2 that describes Jesus as the most powerful one because he stooped the lowest and because mm. he stooped the lotus, lowest, he was the highest and he stooped the lowest because he stooped the lowest. His name is the one that's elevated above every other name. Mm. And so when we humble ourselves and we apologize and we create space for reconciliation, we create space for understanding, that says so much to the other person about what it means to grow, what it is to make mistakes and move through and beyond those mistakes. And y'all as parents, you would apologize to us all the time. That's because we made mistakes. All the time. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, when I married Julie, her dynamic at home wasn't like that. And so she actually thought my apologies were insincere because I would be so quick to apologize when I, I realized I was at first. fault. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 don't apologize yet. I haven't laid out everything you, you did need to wrong. hear the whole. I get that. <laughs> I, I get that too. I've learned, I, and that's where wisdom comes. And I've so, learned to so let we're Lisa... talking about starting over when we haven't done it well. I think yeah. the, the power of humility, humility creates safety, yeah. the power of apologizing the power of realizing that this isn't a sprint this isn't something you're going to figure out today yeah. mm -hmm. like this is something that is going to be spirit-led and it's it's eternal by nature so it's going to take a while to develop in us and that's okay 
I, I think a whole program should be episode should be devoted to forgiveness mm. because yeah. it's so key Probably to a our series. Maybe yeah. a whole book. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but but no, I, I think I think we re- need to unpack that a lot Absolutely. more because there are guys I know they'll go, oh, I'm sorry, because they just want a quick eject like you did. Yeah, and they're saying I'm sorry to their wife or their kids, and it's it, and and it, it, you need a whole program to really talk about this. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you sit, you ponder, you you don't live there, but you, you don't can, live there. You need to go there, grow with there, God, so that you can grow there. Right. Go there, so you can grow there. Go there, so you can grow Do there. It. No, the drink <laughs> is over. <laughs> Julie already got it. Okay, but I want to also just highlight something yeah. that you said, like when you went back to your friend, mm-hmm. you actually you modeled humility, you apologized, which kept you in a, a committed relationship. So it, it it doesn't undermine authority. It actually declares a commitment mm-hmm. when you are humble and when you own something. So it's I, trust. Exactly. You're trusting them exactly with your apology. And, and I right. want to ask you something. Are you closer to that person now as a result of this or more distant? For a week. Yeah, I think we we need some follow-up conversations. Okay, okay. I have found, though, that, you know, you can allow mistakes that we make in relationships to draw us closer. You can allow that. Or you can say, okay, I'm going to put up a wall now. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is repeated abusive behavior. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about in our everyday life, we make a stumble here and there. And when... And, and if we're wise, all of us are wise as a community of the body of Christ, we end up causing that to be a, a way of getting closer, mm-hmm. yep. not more distant. And yep. you have nothing to lose when you come to someone in humility asking for forgiveness. If they choose not to forgive you, that's on them. Like you have nothing to lose. I always will switch mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like if I was the person mm-hmm. and someone was coming to me, I never would be like, ugh. No, unless it's my husband, <laughs> then I have to lay out all of his wrongs. That could be an episode too. <laughs> well, Julie, oh, yeah. since you had the been... tweak of the week, I feel like yeah. you should pray and close like this out. Yeah, out. absolutely. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just humbly come before you. We thank you for all of the ears that are listening, the eyes that are seeing. And we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would meet them where they're at in whatever state that they're in, whatever relational um, dysfunction or thriving that they're in, God, and that you would come to them, that you would partner with them, Holy Spirit, and that you would show them the areas of surrender and repentance that you just want to fill, that you want to completely shift the way they see, the way that they are operating and that you can do that. I pray for faith to come upon the people Mm -hmm. listening, that you can and you will change their circumstances, change their relationships, that their hope would be in you alone, God, not how much they can do, not um, how good they can be, God, but in you alone, and they really would partner with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Until next time. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week for At Home with the Beveers. We are so excited for the next episode that will be coming out bi-weekly. So it won't be coming out next week, but the week after. So make sure to be on the lookout. And if you want, you can go right ahead and, of course, subscribe. If you subscribe to this podcast, then you will make sure to get the new episodes whenever they release. Also, we loved hearing the feedback from people already. You can go right ahead and leave a review that is very important to this brand new podcast episode to leave
leave reviews right out the gate. And if you have any questions, you can leave them within your the review, questions that maybe you want us to go over and cover during the podcast, or you can always email us at mail at messengerinternational.org. Again, my name is Alec Bevere, and it was such an honor being with you guys here on the podcast, where we want to help you create a legacy starting at home.